Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to the show. It is Sunday, January 9th at 2 p.m. on this 2022 cold afternoon. At least for me, wherever you are. It might be different. Um, but there's a lot of things going on in the sports world that I'm just going to address real fast here in this intro. Well, no, before even that, how was y'all's New Year, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, um, Hanukkah? Uh, there's a lot of things now and now you come to think about that, that, uh, could have been going on in any given household <laughs> during, uh, the December, January month. Uh, so I, let me explain my absence. So month of December, so we went to Florida on December 23rd. So about a few days before that, I had to start getting ready for that. But also I had, I had exams and tests like the week before. So I just had to spend time studying and that type of thing. So I couldn't really uh, make a podcast. Um, but here we are. We're back now today. Let's talk a l- for a second. Uh, Novak Djokovic gets his uh, visa canceled now at this point. Um, and honestly, I can't really say I feel bad for him. And this has nothing to do necessarily with the COVID vaccine. But I feel like if you don't follow the rule, how am I supposed to feel bad for someone who doesn't follow the rules? If you make a mistake or don't follow the rules, you're going to have to correct that and, and get back in on the second try. Or or you're going to have to live with it and go again next year or whatever. Um, and so had he had the correct visa, had he had he followed the rules, great, he's playing. But, but he didn't. So I really kind of I really have a hard time sympathize, sympathizing. Am I saying that right? I think I am. Who cares? Uh, for someone who's not following the rules. Um, and But that's the thing. Now, will he actually be able to play the Australian Open now? Because obviously he would be the one seed coming in. He's like 3,000 point, 3, points ahead. Uh, Medvedev, who's in second place right now. Uh, obviously he would be trying to go for that 21st major. Um, but now he might not even be able to play at all. Um, switching gears, uh, fantasy football. Are y'all's fantasy football leagues going well? Because mine certainly is not. I lost in the semifinals last week. Uh, I made my things like... <laughs> sorry. I made my things like one-week playoff slots, and uh, I lost. My team just did trash. Um, although that could be expected when you trade away. Well, I, I, I did make some good trades. We'll leave it at that. Um, but anyways, today's episode, the National F- Championship, Georgia-Alabama, is tomorrow at 8 p. 8 p.m. Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today on this episode, National Championship Talk, predictions, stats, who I think is going to win, all that type of thing, uh, things, and a little bit more. Obviously, Georgia getting their win 34-11 over Michigan in the semifinal, Alabama over Cincinnati in uh, their semifinal, Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl. And while I expected the Georgia-Michigan game to be a lot closer than it was, I can't say that I'm surprised. I I I thought that Georgia was going to win and the the Alabama game was exactly how I expected it to be. And now at this point, a group of 5 team making it into the playoffs could be in jeopardy. It might not ever happen again based off of, I mean Cincinnati didn't get crushed, but they lost by 21. Couldn't get anything going on offense. Um and for me, it's not even it's not even about them getting destroyed in the football semifinal. I just don't think that they deserve to get in at all. They don't have the toughest schedule. I mean, the American Conference isn't necessarily Power Five for a reason. Um, 
And so, but yeah, that's what we're talking about on today's episode. Okay, so, oh my gosh. Um, sorry, I don't know. Oh, okay, getting, let's get right into this episode. Georgia, Alabama, Georgia is at this moment 2.5 point, or two and a half, three and a half, I don't know. Off the bat, which something that I can say initially, I'm very surprised at that. They lost to Bama 41-24 in SC Championship, as you may know, where the Georgia defense was out of sorts or outmatched or something. Something about it. It was the first and only game where they did not they, they didn't get a sack in that game. They'd previously only been getting up six point nine points and they gave up forty one. Um and even now that after giving up eleven to Michigan, that's only up to about 9, 9.5. So it's still, in my opinion, the best defense in college football, but but obviously not against Bama. So those adjustments would definitely have to be made because Kirby Smart, you know he's itching for that first win against Nick Saban. Uh, so the adjustments are really just going to have to be made to combat what Alabama did to them back in the beginning of December. I mean, they... They, they really just, dis- I mean, it wasn't like a dismantling, but they just did not seem, no, obviously it's a, it's a high-powered Alabama offense, but Bryce Young winning Heisman, but it's just, it just didn't necessarily seem the defense that you're, we, we were used to seeing out of them. Um, I was not, but going back to the spread, I was not expecting Georgia to be favorites to, to begin the line, um, uh, the opening line, whatever you want to call it. We also cannot forget about the other defensive team led by Will Anderson as well. Twenty point, they're only giving up twenty points a game to uh, to to all their opponents, giving up as uh, only eighty two rush yards to Georgia's eighty one. So they both have some of the be- some of the best rush defenses in the country. Um, but on the topic of run defense, it'll definitely be interesting to see what. Brian Robinson is able to do against the Georgia front. He, he got like 205 yards or something on like eight yards of carry against um, uh, Cincinnati, which is really kind of crazy. I don't care who you play. And if you can get eight yards of carry when you run the ball like 26 times, if you run the ball like three or four or five times, eight yards of carry, wow, it's still good. But like 26 times over 200 yards, it's just kind of absurd. Um. Uh, anyways, it's, it's I, 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 even though it was more points than expected last, it was more points than expected last time. I'm gonna predict this score to be just a or a little bit lower than than what it was because of the caliber of the two differences. And you know that they'll always make their adjustments week in and week out because they've got great coaching staffs and just great, um, great uh, talent as as you would expect out of a uh, top our net teams competing for a national championship um and you know that they will make the adjustments um which is really what what can make it an interesting game because it'll be fun to have sort of a look see at, at what changes will, will be made from the previous game especially uh with the with the georgia defensive uh side of the ball um also will will alabama make make changes will they just make as few, as few changes as possible um because after winning by 17 i mean what if you just did it again and, and won again? I mean, it'll, it'll just be fun to watch on, on uh, what happens there.
Okay, but now moving on. That is enough of uh enough with the uh uh uh, uh how much am I gonna say uh uh that that's enough with the defenses for now. Let's let's get a little bit into the um uh impact players. You ha you just have to put the two QBs in the, as big of a game as this in this sort of situation. Bryce Young and Stetson Bennett. Bryce Young obviously going home, Heisman Trophy in his first year starting, which I mean I would say is kind of crazy, but but uh but Alabama was able to pump out this talent every single year, which at this point is a little absurd. But being one of the best teams in college football uh, for the last I don't know ten fifteen years, um, it's it's kind of hard not to get talent. I mean, who want, who doesn't want to play in what I think is the best conference in football, and uh, and uh, for the best team in the best conference in football. Um, but anyways, Stetson Bennett had three hundred over three hundred yards, three touchdowns in the semifinal um, against Michigan, and just his intelligence with the ball as of late, with the ball in his hands, something that I've just been impressed with as well. Um, b- both of them are going to need to play well and limit the turnovers, because these teams cannot give the ball back to each other to give more chances, because it because it. Because points could be possibly tough to come by. Um, another another reason as well is you want to you want to be able to prevent short fields for your opposition. Because if if it becomes that it's hard, the defenses make their necessary changes, and it becomes hard to to score. You don't you don't uh, want to give them an opportunity to to guarantee three points and raise the chance of giving of getting a touchdown. Um, in a shorter field situation when your defense has been playing well, but it kind of puts them with their back against the wall, um, which is also why the punting battle is going to be crucial. Pinning teams inside five or pinning either pinning your opponent inside the twenty, ten, fifteen, even five yard line um, will will be huge as well. Uh, but the but another bit of the impacts is going to be the running backs. Both had great semifinal games, especially Brian Robinson. I already mentioned it over two hundred yards on the ground. Um and for 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 the for the dogs dogs. I don't know, it's just fun to say. Uh James James Cook, uh Dalvin Cook's brother. That's something that I figured out recently. I mean now now that I look at it, they kinda look the same, but but I just didn't realize is is developing in, or what I've seen in front of my eyes is a very versatile back. He could do it on the ground and he can do it through the air as well. Um, he's averaging over six yards a carry this season and had over a hundred yard yards receiving and a touched four receptions, 112 yards and touchdown last game receiving. Um, and then the other thing, the obvious, obvious, uh, one I've been emphasizing it this whole episode, might as well just throw in the defense as well on both sides in a way, how are they going to step up? Especially, especially for Georgia known all year as the best defense, um, but was torched by Alabama in the SC Championship. Still, I think they're the best defense, and they're going to have to make those necessary changes. Um, but but the, that the, that that's the bit of the impact of what impact type players in this game. All right. So last but not least, the prediction. Intense music, please. Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. Uh, the understudy, although can you really even say that to him anymore? I mean, it it depends on what side you're on. You know how much success he's having at Georgia, but at the same time, never ever beaten Nick Saban. Although no one's really beaten Nick Saban. Uh, but Jimbo Fisher was a 
This is our next statement, I believe. And he got him this year. Hey, does that make Texas A&M champions if Alabama's champions? Something to think about. For all the cheddar, for all the marbles, for whatever you want to say, January 10th, 8 p.m., Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis, Indiana. My two best teams in football, honestly, even before the playoffs. Um, I knew I knew Georgia would best uh, Michigan. Um, I, ch- I chose them in my pick em. Uh, I think that the defense for Georgia will improve, but it kind of comes down to how Stetson Bennett and the offense of Georgia plays. He threw two interceptions last time against Bamba. Banda. What, what am I saying? And one was returned for a score. If he plays well, the offense will be rolling. If not, they will be stuck. Obviously, the D is going to make their necessary changes, step up, and play well. I don't really see Alabama's offense going away, though. It will be close. Drum roll, please. Final score from Indianapolis, 31-24. Alabama gets another championship. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this episode. Did I see do it? <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Fast Sports Talk. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to follow. Tell your friends. If you didn't like it, be sure to tell me why so I can improve and maybe even make you like it again. Um, but if there, if this is a very good topic. If there's something that you disagree with me on or you just want to chat about, be sure to leave me a voice message. Go to my website. It should be in. It's going to be in the description of this podcast. There should be a thing. You can send me a voice message, and I'll be sure to put it in the episode next time I record, and uh, just just you know, see what I think about it. Um, but anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode of Fast Sports Talk. I'm Preston Green, and I'll talk to you next time on the show.